what if this is one question that lays the foundation for path breaking innovation it is not so much about the destination as it is about the journey the journeys have never been easy take for instance jagdish chandra bose in november 1894 bose demonstrated the concept of microwaves at the kolkata town hall the world hadn't seen a phenomenon like this before he also developed a device that detected radio waves called the coherer it was this coherer that came to be used by guillermo marconi to build an operational two way radio more on innovation as we pick up from where we left off in the last episode dr pavan soni continues talking about the nuances of building world altering innovation what are these traits that entrepreneurs should have to succeed uh, not just in their own success as a company but in pulling the entire team to succeed it's a good question so one of the core values of an entrepreneur is big picture thinking mm-hmm. because everybody gets lost in the trenches if yes. everybody is tactical mm-hmm. doing the work mm-hmm. shipping it out getting it done then who is looking at the big picture the fact that it's the entrepreneur who has to always keep the big picture in mind mm-hmm. if he or she gets so absorbed into the nuances mm-hmm. who else is accountable for it then correct and that always happens with one very important discipline which is delegation mm-hmm. if we do not learn to delegate mm-hmm. we cannot build enterprises mm-hmm. because delegation lack of delegation mm-hmm. makes you get stuck correct you are neither allowing others to grow nor you are growing yourself sure because you are so passionate so one thing which i always maintain is that passion is important to start something mm-hmm. but passion is dangerous to grow that thing um, okay mm-hmm. be absolutely dispassionate mm-hmm. in parenting mm-hmm. if you are very passionate about your own child you would not allow the child to have its own character and personality mm-hmm. especially when the child grows up and she wants her own liberty okay. even the teachers feel parents feel very bad that she doesn't listen to me anymore she's not obeying me but you are just being so passionate that you think of your child as an extension of your own your body your own self correct which is very dangerous or your like organization as a long shadow of your own self yeah yeah so passion is good to start but passion is bad to scale correct and delegation is revenge mm-hmm. and i always maintain that you need to take your hands off your people mm-hmm. but never your eyes off what i mean by not taking your eyes off is that you need to ensure that they don't indulge into anything which is unethical correct for one you don't indulge they don't indulge into something which is against the value systems of your organization or against the strategy of the company mm-hmm. for example if i'm running a company and i always want to ensure that regardless of any engagement we need to ensure that we put our best foot forward mm-hmm. whatever is the engagement whoever the audience is the audience may not deserve that amount of investment but we need to sure because that is us mm. it's not about the audience about the us we need to set our high standards and if i see anybody slacking there mm-hmm. that i'll not tolerate mm. but telling how exactly that needs to be done if i do that then i might as well have a robot correct micromanaging right yeah so on this very aspect of micromanagement i believe that successful leaders don't micromanage others they micromanage themselves, themselves. they are very sure about what are they doing with their own time mm-hmm. not micromanaging others mm-hmm. because even if you micromanage somebody mm-hmm. he or she will one day walk out of your office correct in a greener pasture mm-hmm. 
What are you left with? Is your own time being doved into all these other avenues, which is irrevocable. So the point is, if you set high standards, if you micromanage your own time, if you are giving them some very broad guide rails, this is acceptable. Anything you do in between this is acceptable. Anything that you do outside is completely unacceptable. Your organization can grow. Till you give them broad, clear guidelines, things will grow. But the moment you indulge, however, even though you would have done it better, I think they will get strangled. And moreover, you will get frustrated. Same applies to parenting also. You have to, so so this was uh, the, the chairman of 3M, mm -hmm. um, McKnight, who once very famously said that hire good people and leave them alone. What are your thoughts on building an organizational culture and how to take it forward as the company grows? Yeah, that's a good question. The culture is how people behave mm -hmm. in the absence of supervision. Okay. That's culture. Because in the presence of supervisor, even a lion can be tamed, mm. let alone people. Mm. But when there is nobody breathing down their neck, when there is nobody monitoring their action, the way they would behave is what is culture of a city or culture of a country mm -hmm. or an organization. Now, you as a manager cannot change the culture of the whole organization unless you are the CEO. Mm. And even then, you need to have good managers who can manifest it in the way you desire. Sure. But what you can however change is the climate of your team. Mm -hmm. Now you are a large organization and you have a small team to manage. Can you change the climate of the team much like the way we are changing the climate of this room with this air conditioner? Mm -hmm. Can I change the climate of the team? And what is culture in that case? If I can break down the word culture, there are three elements to it. The first is people. The second is routines. And there is incentives. People is the who part of it. Routine is the how and incentive is the why. Now, who is easy to understand? You get people with high work ethics, with certain uh, skills, competencies, and you double it up by investing into those people. But the more important thing, which is, in my opinion, the lowest common denominator of culture, it is called routines. Mm -hmm. Routines means regardless of who comes into the organization, what do they do? How do they behave? What are the unsaid, unwritten rules, mm -hmm. the way people comply? Mm -hmm. For example, the moment I go to Bombay mm -hmm. and I'm in the local train, the moment I'm at the platform of the local train, I know what is the way to behave. Okay. The moment I'm queuing up to the best bus stand, I know how to behave. The same me doesn't behave similarly when I'm in Delhi sure. or Bangalore Correct. or Chennai. Now, I have not changed my culture, but the culture has changed me. How? By not talking to people, but by observing people. How are they doing it? Is it the right way to do it? And as we quickly comply. The same me who goes to the US, I comply very differently based on the climate which I am in. Which means that instead of putting all your focus on people, why not put your focus on routines? Make those routines robust. Jeff Bezos who says that Amazon is always a day one organization that they focus more on the results rather than the process because he says the day that Amazon uh, has an over uh, more focus on the process than on the results they become a day two organization and then perish 
What do you have to say about that? It's a very, very good question. So I was, uh, you know, I'm a great fan of Jeff Bezos. Notwithstanding his personal idiosyncrasies. Sure. But he's nonetheless a great entrepreneur. Now what happens is that routines often get confused with processes. Mm. Here's a distinction. Think of it as a Venn diagram. Mm. Think of routine as processes which are followed. Okay. Not every process gets followed. Also the routines are the activities which are not stated. Mm -hmm. Which means that routines is that cross section. Mm -hmm. There are things that are behaviors, mm -hmm. habits of people and then there are processes. Mm -hmm. But when the cross section happens is where the routines is. Mm -hmm. Not every process is followed. Correct. Which means routines allow for the flexibility mm -hmm. of the individual agency on the process. Because many times, as Jeff Bezos says, that processes can sap the creativity out of people. Mm. It can straight jacket you. Exactly. Yeah. And that is to be avoided. You need to allow people to have enough liberty around the routine. Mm. And that's where in, in the realm of extreme ownership, you always say that don't own the plan, mm. own the outcome. Correct. You might own the plan. Mm. It's like the operation is successful, the, doc, patient, the, the doctor says patient is dead. You don't want that situation. Successful operation, patient dead, is good for nobody. <laughs> exactly. You need the patient to be alive and kicking. You might have your own agency coming in by not following the procedures. But Amazon is a 5 lakh people employee organization. Mm -hmm. Think about that. Yeah. 500,000. 5 lakh employees across the world. Sure. Now this statement of no routine doesn't apply to 5 lakh people. Mm -hmm. You're working in a warehouse and there is a standard way of labeling the barcode, or stacking the Better product. Yeah. You may have a fall. Aloha is in mayhem. Yeah. At 5 lakh people. Which means think of the pyramid. Mm -hmm. At certain level, you have to increase the level of agency in the routines. Mm -hmm. But below the certain level, the routines have to be sacrosanct. Correct. Like a military regime. Mm -hmm. And that's where I meant that the delegation has to have a latitude. Mm -hmm. You can't cross that latitude, otherwise it will be mayhem. So for the three and a half, four lakh people, the flexibility will be of a different nature. Correct. But for everybody in the company, there will be some guide rails, mm. which you cannot kind of overcome. Correct. You better not. For the people at the shop floor, the guide rails might be very narrow. Mm. The latitude may be low. People at the corporate, the day one, their headquarters yeah. in Redmond, it might be slightly broad. Latitude may be higher because the cost of complying may be more mm. than the benefit. Correct. But here the cost of complying may be less than the benefit and hence forth and so on you need to kind of do. How important is uh, um, the problem solving approach that is often a game changer in many organizations, many of the critical problems that we face as a society. Can we innovate our way out of problems or does it require the discipline and the routines that you are talking of or does it require a combination? Uh, good question again. I think Discipline is sacrosanct to innovation. Mm -hmm. In your question's phrase, if I pick the key words from your question, innovation is about solving a problem profitably. Ah, okay. Yeah. The key operative is profitable. Profitable. That's very important. Mm -hmm. Now, if this table is shaking, I can always fold a small piece of paper and tuck it in one of the legs of the table. Mm -hmm. And it will stop shaking. But that is not innovation. That is improvisation. Mm -hmm. I'm just having some improvisation, thinking on my feet and fixing it. Any person in the world would do exactly the same. Mm -hmm. But difference happens next. Mm -hmm. Once this discussion is over and we walk out of the room, we might very conveniently forget the shaking table. Mm -hmm. But had it been a German sitting here, mm -hmm. 
or a Japanese sitting here, they might go back to the table and check where was the problem. Is the table the problem? The floor the problem? Is the carpet the problem? And they might come up with some bush mechanism. So that in every table there will be fixed bushes which I can adjust basis my rack and pinion mechanism. So that no table ever shakes again. Correct. Which means innovation is about solving a problem permanently. Correct. Solving a problem temporary doesn't require discipline, it requires ingenious. That's Ingenuity. the famous Jugaad that exactly. we are famous for, right? Or infamous for. <laughs> infamous, that's true. Yeah, yeah. So the Jugaad mindset is amicable to any problem, any country, any person. Mm -hmm. But the only problem with Jugaad is that Jugaad is not scalable, mm -hmm. repeatable, mm -hmm. reliable. Mm -hmm. It may work today, it may not work tomorrow. Sure. Certainly not elegant. Mm -hmm. As long as we keep celebrating the Jugaad approach of ours, we will never ever push ourselves to innovate. So Jugaad is certainly not innovation, it's right. improvisation, mm -hmm. it's solving a problem temporarily. Mm -hmm. But the moment I have to solve it permanently, I can't do it without discipline. So that's very, very critical. So I, I really strongly believe that discipline is the key, mm -hmm. nothing else. Correct. There's one word in success as an entrepreneur, as an engineer, scientist, parent, mm -hmm. as an employer, anything in between, or a good citizen, mm -hmm. discipline is the key. Innovations, big or small, always have their seeds under circumstances of necessity. To some, it is a matter of being the change that can transform people's lives. Case in point, social entrepreneur or badman, Arunachalam Murganandan, his commitment to develop an economical and hygienic model of sanitary pads for rural women led him to be ostracized by his villagers. Had he given in to family and societal pressure, he wouldn't have achieved all that he did. How important is good content uh, to build personal brands as well as to build organizational brands in your opinion? Very relevant question. So I wrote a piece uh, you know, a couple of years back and the question was content versus contacts. Mm -hmm. Content versus contacts. Okay. And we somehow as entrepreneurs often feel that contacts are important. Mm -hmm. But I, I deem that contacts without content mm -hmm. doesn't take you anywhere. Okay. Suppose I go to a conference mm -hmm. and I meet people, I exchange a dish out cards, they dish out cards, I have a bundle of cards. Mm -hmm. Now what happens next is purely based on my content. What can I bring to the table that they do not have and that they value? Mm -hmm. And equally true is the fact that if I have content, mm -hmm. I will develop contacts. For example, Inflection Point, mm -hmm. the newsletter which you get. Mm -hmm. Today, Inflection Point goes out to some 16,000 people. Mm -hmm. okay. 16,000 people. Now, obviously, these 16,000 people don't write back to me saying that thank you or this is crap or whatever else. Mm -hmm. But it goes out to them nonetheless. Every month, there are 16,000 people across some 80 countries where it goes out to mm -hmm. And I've developed these contacts over last is the 11th year of Inflection Point newsletter. Mm. My company's name came out of that newsletter actually. Okay. Right? That was sort of investment done beforehand. In the last 11 years, the newsletter started with an uh, audience of 250. Mm. From 250 to 16,000. That's the contact. Mm. But that contact I lose if I don't have content. content. Correct. Yeah. And that content has to be developed painstakingly. 
So I strongly believe that when there are three factors which make content supreme, more supreme than ever before, ever before. The first is low attention spans. The attention deficit requires you to really pack the content right up front. Sure. To really be very pruning in terms of how do you present your content. You can't have any slack. Mm. You can't come to however, by the way, kind of the story. Mm. Hit it straight first. Otherwise, you'll lost your audience. Sure. In the first 30 seconds, 40 seconds, you've lost it all. Mm -hmm. That second thing is the cost of data transformation has become zero. Mm -hmm. The marginal cost has become zero. Thanks to Reliance U and then the optical fiber networks and whatever else. And going forward, it will be zero. Correct. Which means that the cost to access content is marginally zero. Mm -hmm. What matters is content. Correct. Which means that if I know that I can download a movie in one minute flat mm -hmm. with high speed 5G, mm -hmm. the question is not about downloading speed, the question is which movie. Correct. <laughs> right? The yeah. whole question shifts, the, the parameter shifts from how fast mm -hmm. to which movie you download. Because I can download any movie, but which movie is the question? And how do I get that by the content? And what do I see in the trailer? Now, how do I compress a three-hour movie into a 10-second trailer? Again, content. What do I pack in that 10 seconds that excites the viewer to download the entire movie and then possibly watch it? Possibly. That might again be questionable. If the guy doesn't see it worthwhile in the first 10 minutes, bang, he deletes it. So, the first one was attention deficit disorder. The second is the low cost. And third thing is democratization. Mm. Democratization means we are in the era of consumerism. Mm. What I mean of consumerism is that the producer and the consumer is one and the same. Oh. Okay. Mm. The people who are consuming the content also has the ability of dishing out the content. Correct. Which means that the experts and the novice no longer are the experts and the novice. It's only contextual. Correct. In some context, the expert is the expert, but the moment I shift the context, the expert becomes a novice. And someone who was a receiver can become the giver. Mm. Because of democratization, thanks to the blogs and Google uh, search engines and of course uh, your LinkedIn pulse and you know whatever else you have, people the the inertia to write content has come down. Even Twitter for that matter, one forty characters, two eighty characters. The inertia and the expertise required to write content has come down, which means that because it becomes so democratized, the premium on good content goes high. Which means you have to be really good to be able to get that attention. So the three factors of low data cost, mm -hmm. high availability of writers and the content mm -hmm. and attention deficit disorder. All these three things singularly put content as supreme all over again. So I think if you have good content, you will have audience, you will have contacts and context. Mm -hmm. So content remains supreme going forward. Who are the people whom you consider your gurus, who has inspired you? What are the blogs you read? Who are the newsletters you subscribe to? Can you give us a glimpse of those kind of things? Uh, in terms of people, there is no one person mm -hmm. or at least there is no famous person. Okay. What I have learned is that I draw inspiration from ordinary moments mm -hmm. in ordinary people. Because the person doesn't have to be in totality in inspiration. Never is. Sure. Even if, if you peep into the lives of Mahatma Gandhi, there is an ugly, gory life of Mahatma Gandhi that yes. he himself writes about in his experiments with truth book, yeah. which somehow we despise, which somehow is not so glorified. For every person, you, me, and everybody in the world, there is always this gory side that either he or she is ashamed of or the people do not really talk about. 
which means that I can always draw that one incisive inspiration from almost everybody, almost everybody. And there are at least one dozen people in my life mm -hmm. since my schooling days. And I, as I said, none of them know that I have drawn this inspiration from them because if I only tell them, it will be humbling mm -hmm. and they would dismiss it altogether. But they know that I know that they have inspired me. Mm -hmm. That's one thing. In terms of reading, it might surprise you, but I, my reading and retention, the ratio is very high. Okay. Mm -hmm. And application. Mm -hmm. So if I look at my core strength, it is associative thinking. Mm -hmm. It means if I read something from this book, I can immediately use this. The chapter which I read in when I was sitting outside, mm -hmm. I already used that in our conversation right now. Mm -hmm. And I do that all the time. So that ability to connect the dots. Yeah. Associative know. thinking, we call this. Mm -hmm. Associative thinking is very, very high. Mm -hmm. It means I don't have to read too much mm -hmm. to get content. I can read a small bit because of the variety of places where I can draw the insights from. Mm -hmm. Watching a movie, reading a book, a newspaper, a small article, a blog, a television show, anything. I can start connecting those, picking those nuggets from each of them and come up with a comprehensive. That associative thinking is something that I, I think I have developed that over the years. And my bar is low when it comes to the variety of reading. But I read. I'm a voracious reader. Thank you for all that wisdom. But any uh, parting thoughts for people who want to become a solopreneur uh, like you, for instance, or who want to embark on the thought leadership path that you have taken where you are touching so many lives in your journeys, both literally and figuratively. Can you give us some uh, Three things. Mm -hmm. The first thing is that you need to have a point of view. Mm -hmm. I always think that a point of view is like a backbone. Mm -hmm. If you don't have a point of view, you can't stand. Sure. But if you have a very rigid point of view, you can't function. So, not every time we can have this it depends, however, kind of a conversation. You need to have a certain point of view, Correct. That I think. And you have to put that forward in a conversation, mm -hmm. in, in a discourse. Mm -hmm. That is very, very critical. And you develop the point of view by, by seeing the world the way it is, mm -hmm. but by interpreting it in own unique ways mm -hmm. and by developing this body of knowledge sure. and having independent things. That is the first point. Have this point of view. Not a strong point of view, but nonetheless a point of view. Uh, Richard Feynman said that a point of view is 80 IQ points. Oh, okay. So that is a that's important <laughs> a point of yeah, view. Yeah. So that is one. The second thing is, I think that you need to be absolutely disciplined. Yeah. I don't claim myself to be a very disciplined person, but I can certainly claim that I'm working towards it very seriously. Yeah. Discipline is critical because then you know if you fail doing at it, at least you know that it was not because of lack of efforts. Effort, yeah. yeah. You know, know that uh, maybe I chose the wrong direction or maybe I went underprepared or maybe I didn't look at it more seriously. But at least you can, at least without a doubt, you can say that I tried my best. Mm -hmm. That is the important of discipline. Mm -hmm. And the third thing is about how do you conserve and converge your energy and efforts. Mm -hmm. I read it somewhere that leaders don't manage time. Mm -hmm. Leaders manage energy. Mm -hmm. That was very profound. I used to think that time is energy, but then it dawned upon me that time is not always energy. You need to have an objective, which is in my case was touch as many lives as possible, meaningful. So if we have that clear sense of objective, it, it has to be something which is beyond you. That's very important. It cannot be want to be the richest man. It's like wanting to be the richest man is like wanting to be the tallest building in Bombay. Correct. 
all it takes is one floor. It just takes one floor. <coughs> so it ha it can't be about yourself. It has to be about somebody, about beyond you. So that that's what I would uh, leave my audience with, pretty much. Fantastic. Thanks so much, Doctor Paul. Much as we would hate to, we have come to the end of this insightful chat with Dr. Pavan Soni. Innovation is an endlessly fascinating topic with many points of view as to what it is and is not. Can Mark Zuckerberg of Facebook be called an innovator? Or is it the designer on his team who invented the like button? What about all the Me Too entrepreneurs who piggyback by improvising established business models like the Bunsels of Flipkart? Do all innovators get the fame, adulation and money they deserve in their lifetime? We leave you with this food for thought today. Write to us with your feedback and ideas as well as suggestions for future episodes. This has been Content Ed the podcast about all things content. 